The home that you worked so hard to purchase or the business that you dreamed of owning deserve to shine. LDJ Cleaning Professionals specialize in commercial, residential, and disinfecting cleaning. We've served Aurora and the Quad Counties with over 20 years experience in the professional cleaning industry. Whether you're looking for window cleaning, disinfecting, or general office cleaning, we offer it all and more. Hire a true professional and call us today at 630-291-5435 or visit our website at www.ldjcleaning.com. We help you protect your investment. Rise and shine. Pour yourself a cup of coffee and tune in to Good Morning Aurora. News, weather, and really cool interviews. Monday through Friday from 8 to 9 a.m. Um, good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. Uh, we have a great episode today for you guys. Uh, we are joined with local author Shauna Eccles. Well, good morning to you. Uh, but before we get into our interview, we do have news to tell you guys about and some things to talk about. Uh, very important stuff, my friends. So uh, the CAN Network uh, is having a coat drive that's going on tomorrow, uh, Thursday. New or slightly used coats, you can donate those, uh, especially for kids. Those are going to be very helpful. Uh, Java Plus, which is at 1677 Montgomery Road, is the drop-off location. Uh, the 19th of December, Faith Lutheran will be hosting their annual church nativity scene. Uh, there's even going to be a petting zoo. How about that? Um, goats and rabbits and the whole thing. Uh, guests are invited to take their own nativity scene pictures, and the public is invited to that. Admission, parking, and refreshments are free. Shout out to Faith Lutheran. Uh, there is an important... Uh, race going on for township. The primary is in February of next year with the election on April 6th. Um, so for those of you uh, consciously woke people, uh, you know, the fight is not over. You still got to get out there and vote. There's a lot of candidates that are running that are very good. Um, candidate for supervisor, uh, the supervisor's race candidate is um, Alex Arroyo running against Mr. Bill Ketching. And then there's the clerk position and trustee positions as well. Uh, we had Bonnie Kunkel on for an interview, and she's running for trustee, so that was really good. So get out there and uh, vote, y'all. Vote. Make sure you do that. All right. Uh, register your business by December 31st. In the age of COVID-19, the need for highly accurate communication and life safety data has never been more uh, critical. With that in mind, the general business registration ordinance. Uh, by the city of Aurora requires, requires all entities conducting business within city boundaries to register with the city of Aurora. By registering your business, you are contributing to the continued success and safety of your employees, patrons, and fellow businesses. Uh, the registration process is fast. The link is a bunch of gobbledygook that I won't read to you. I'll just post it for you guys. Make sure that you uh, dig it and, and register your business. It's the law, y'all. It's the law. All right. Uh, applications to join the Aurora CRB, Civilian Review Board, are online at the city's website. The link we posted to our Facebook and Twitter. Um, the final date to submit an application is Tuesday, December 22nd. So if you would like to be a part of that, please uh, get on board and sign up. And last but not least, Wesley and Flowing Forth United Methodist Churches, Temple, Benai, and Israel, not in Israel, excuse me, 
Israel, uh, in Aurora. New England Congregational Church and Art Bar Art Gallery all in Aurora are hosting Light Up the Night, and that is from 6 to 6.30 p.m. the 21st, which is a Monday, uh, using the hashtag Aurora Light Up. Community organizations, faith communities, and nonprofits are coming together, picking a location, bringing candles, and standing together in unity and silence for 30 minutes. Very cool. Um, shout out to all those uh, faith organizations for all they do. Treadwell changed their hours, too. I wanted to tell you all about that. I was, uh, was with much consternation. I went there, and they weren't open. And I was like, oh, shit. You know, like, what's TW? Um, but, yeah, the hours are now 8 to 3. So if anybody, you know, if y'all sad like me, we can cry together early in the morning. All right, uh, and that is all for the news today. So now we get into our interview. It's my morning place to get caught. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's so sad, too, because, like, you know, before today, I think the last four times I saw you was there. You know what I'm saying? I'm always going there to get my coffee in the morning. Yeah. You know? It's like, oh, I can't go in the morning. I know. It's a nice place. You bring your, you bring the puppy with you? Of course. Yeah. There's like one place that let me do it. So. Yeah. Nice. And she's my baby. So. Um, so for those of you, for those who don't know you and those just tuning in, let us know who you are and where you're from. I'm Shauna Eccles. I'm from Aurora. Okay. I started in Chicago, but then I came to Aurora to avoid bullying. Avoid bullying? Yeah. Yeah. So then kind of grew up here for ever. And oh, wow. So I've been here since. So. Right. Um, Aurora's home. Yeah. Yeah. It feels good. It feels good in the city. And it's a lot less of the, of especially the hecticness of like Chicago and all that kind of stuff. The hustle and bustle. Yeah. Having been in Chicago for four years, it's, it's a lot, it's a lot better here. Right. So, at least in my opinion, I still like, I love Chicago and I love cities. Mm -hmm. But um, it's a little bit quieter because it has like the small town vibe. Yeah, but it yeah, does. it's still a city, so. Right. Yeah. I mean, you still got the burn of the buses and all yeah. that, the blaring noise. The sirens going by. Exactly. Yeah, but then you got like chill, mm -hmm. nice, pretty birds got on the, the river. Train that goes by. Mm -hmm. um, so, living here in Aurora now, and we know the downtown scene pretty good. Um, what do you like most about Aurora? I love the community about Aurora, at least something that I've realized since I've been here for so long. I've, I've realized that the people are very supportive of each other, at least from what I've experienced. Because, mm -hmm. um, like I said, I was bullied, so I mean, I had to find where I belonged. And I found it in Aurora. I found a community of writers and authors and editors and just people that are creative in general. Right. And I didn't even find that in Chicago. So. Yeah, I, I think that one of the things that makes creativity spark and sprout in Aurora mm -hmm. is that, like, nobody, you know, or all the people here have like a contributing sense you know like they it, the downtown is there for people to add their art to it contribute help build it up and everything and you don't see that in a lot of cities i lived in naperville before i moved to uh, aurora mm -hmm. and it was hard to make friends you know what i'm saying well, right. you saw the paint on all the buildings and everything that was remarkable to see yes that's right mm -hmm. yep that is right um so you live downtown mm -hmm. um when you are in downtown aurora um, what do you like to do? Well, this is COVID era now, but where could Shauna Eccles most frequently be found at? Which is hilarious because um, 
As a writer, I'm inside all the time. So like, I, I was so happy because of Prevwell. Because I could go there on my days off and get coffee and just sit there and write. Now because of COVID, it's mainly just grab your coffee and run. Right. So it's, a lot of what I do is come out, get what I need and go back in and just sit there and write all day. You write all day? When I'm not working. I have a full-time job. And okay. then whenever I get time off from my job, like lunch breaks or, um, or just off from the clock, mm -hmm. then I, I'm writing. I'm literally writing all the time. Um, who are some of your favorite authors? Sherilyn Kenyon, which, no, um, it's like people sort of know about her, but she's a, a fantasy romance, okay. <laughs> fantasy romance author, a little supernatural. I love the supernatural stuff about it, so. Hmm. I've always been fantasized, not fantasized, Fant I've been amazed by that. I cannot talk today. I cannot talk today. We knew today. fantasy was in there somewhere. Yeah, right? fantasy. Fantasy's in there. Yeah. So. Um, is, is that your favorite genre? Your, like the uh, romantic fantasy side? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, um, I think I started off reading um, Fahrenheit 451 and just like a bunch of fiction. Mm -hmm. um, I think my favorite that I was forced to read was um, Lord of the Flies. It was so, Flies. it was so well written. Like you could see everything right. that was going on. You felt like you were there. Right. Which is something that got me really into trying to be more descriptive. Um, but Sherilyn Kenyon, I discovered when I was twelve. And I kind of just stuck with her ever since then. Okay. So it was, now it's sort of like the thing is I have to have all of her books. Right. So. Right. Um, is there a is there a desire on your part to like write, the, the reading her work and what we're talking about? Did it make you like step your game up with writing? Yeah. Yeah. So every time I read one of her things, it makes me um, step it up a little bit, considering the fact that her hers are mainly character driven, mm -hmm. at least in my opinion. Um, I realized that characters actually draw, like, bring a lot of the story because it's people interacting with each other. Right. Like, yes, the world around them matters, mm -hmm. but if there's nobody doing anything, it's not going to, like, there's really no story. Hmm. I didn't look at it. Like, I didn't think about that before. That's pretty yeah. interesting. Uh, what's the best book you've ever read? Do you have a favorite? Ever read? Mm -hmm. Um... My favorite, hmm, I'm trying to, I've never thought of <laughs> Really? Yeah, because I've just always read all of her books. Mm -hmm. um, I'd may say maybe Dark Side of the Moon, because it was the first one I picked up of hers. Okay. It's way out of order, apparently. But I just picked it up <laughs> and said, oh, this looks good. So, and I read it, and then that's what hooked me, so. Um, how long have you been writing? I've been writing since I had the ability to. Early days. Yeah, so it's, I don't know if you want to hear the, how it started. Oh, I do, no, that, yes, I was, I was going there next, yeah. Oh, okay. But it was just, um, I was always a, a child that loved to just yap, 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 yap. Mm -hmm. Hey mom, here's a story about something that happened and it didn't actually happen, but my brain was just blowing up with all these ideas. Right. Um, I think it might have had something to do with, um, 
ADD or something. I don't know, but um, I was just always had different ideas, and it was never a normal like, oh, Joe walked down the street. It was always like this shadow like jumped out of the ground and had like big red eyes, and he hugged mm -hmm. me. It was just like it was never anything normal. Right. So I guess it was just meant for me to fall into this genre. But um, it started off with me going, hey, mom, like, here's another story, here's another story, and just talking her ear off. Right. Until she said, hey, why don't you write it down? And then I got my first journal. Right. And then ever since then, I've been writing and writing and writing and writing and writing. What did it feel like getting that first journal and starting that? Um, at first, it was just like, okay, here's something to put all my thoughts into. Right. And then as time went on, I felt like it was actually clearing my mind. So it was taking out all those ideas I had and putting them somewhere, like in a box. Right. So um, at first, I was just like, okay. But, um, looking back, I can say that it feels great. It was like, if my mom hadn't done that, I don't think I would be here. Really? Yeah. So it, it led me to feel like I can, I mean, I didn't share anybody, like share them with anybody, but it right. was just like, it made me feel like I have somewhere to put these thoughts. Um, we're, and we're going to talk about the book too, um, but I, uh, I read in your book, your dedication to your mom, or, uh, you know, let it be known that your mom told you about the journal mm -hmm. and, and writing things down. Uh, would you say she's been your greatest inspiration, your greatest uh, uh, supporter? Or? Uh, Support-wise, yes, I would say it would be my mom and um, some people, um, maybe my friend too, because I don't know if she would like me to say her name, but she's she's been one that I've run ideas past, and mm -hmm. she goes, ah, and she goes, okay, but that one is pretty good. Right. So she's been sort of my filter. Okay. So I'm like, hey, how about? Um, Bat wings on ears. No, okay, all right, well, let's try this. <laughs> so. You need friends like that. Yeah. You need friends to tell you when the idea is whack. You exactly, know, like, nah, exactly. Man, yeah. Just, not just because you want to do something, don't support it, yeah. Exactly, so. That's um, like. What's the first thing you've written? What's your, your first uh, piece of writing? Um, that I showed anybody? Hmm. Um, see, I had a computer that I started off writing with, and then it, like, exploded. So, um... Everything on there that I did show, I think the first thing I showed was, a, it led into this book. Mm -hmm. It was a teenager that was discovering the seasons. Okay. So it was my first attempt, really, at yeah. trying this, that I was going to show my friend, and then my computer destroyed it, so. Um, and I have a copy of, um, show the book on camera so that people can, can see. I'm tempted to like show towards you. Yes, looks great. Yes, right, good, yeah. Um, so we are going to talk about this, and I'm going to read a little bit from this book too, because I, your style uh, is very descriptive, and I want to, I want to give the listeners a, a little bit of it. Here it is. Leaves that died the moment I touched them. I am used to seeing them that way. I rarely see living leaves. What does it do? I ask, feeling the strangely thick cloth. It senses my body temp and does all it can to keep me at that temperature. The tag says it doesn't work in extreme conditions, but I doubt a dinner will kill me. He looked around the room. It was so nice that he was trying so hard to come and hang out with me. I mean, this book is filled with, like, just 
I can see walls of the room, how you detail them and things like that. Like you did a really good job um, oh, um, in this book. Uh, what's Seasons about? Seasons, like, I don't know if you how to exactly run across, but Seasons is about the seasons being controlled by human beings. And it was um, a main character that sort of discovers this. More so, it's kind of dropped her on her head. Okay. That she's just like, oh, so this exists, and it's her going through and trying to, like, discovering this world and how they do everything, and it's just starting the world over again in her mind. Because hmm. she's, she's used to what we know, just, like, things happening, and she's heard that that space causes it, or, like, the science behind all of it. Right. She's, so when she hears or sees this winter guy, she's like, wait a second. <laughs> so, it was Win just... Winter Ferris. Yes. Winter Ferris. Yes. Uh, let's talk about Winter Ferris. What's his deal? What's up with him? So, Winter Ferris is the nickname he uses because it doesn't want to destroy people's brains. Okay. <laughs> But um, I think I said his name was Winter Frost in there somewhere. Mm -hmm. he's, he's changed his last name to Ferris because it was the only part people wouldn't freak out about. Right. But um, his name changed twice when I was writing the book. Because it started off as Jack Frost. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, I cannot legally do that. Yeah, right? Somebody so, would say, yeah. <laughs> so then my brain went, okay. Jack Frost... Jack Frost is related to Winter, mm -hmm. Old Man Winter. He's supposed to be the younger form of it. I, I did a lot of studying on it. I didn't um, know that. And so yeah. I was like, wow. I, I do a lot of research. You do, um, you do a lot of, of waking up people, too. I did not know that. Good looking out. That's See? awesome. Yeah, so he's meant to be the younger form of Old Man Winter. Mm -hmm. So then I had the idea of, I'll just use Winter. The name Winter, right? Because one, it's the season of winter, and then two was the idea of he is old man Winter, just younger, and then when he grows up, I mean, there's even a part in there that they'll read that he starts to become old man Winter. Oh, I like that. I like that. Uh, now, this is your first published work. Yes. First published work. Um, what's next? <laughs> I'm very excited. Uh-oh. <laughs> I'm afraid to talk about that because I'll start talking for hours. Um, can you give us a little sneak peek, a little something? <clears throat> yes. I can say that it's my, my attempt to do a fantasy book on mixed relationships. Okay. So it's based on colors. Okay. So it's like, I, saw, I think I started it because I saw a rainbow, uh, the gay flag. Right. And I thought, well, what if they were all kingdoms? So I'm trying to not keep talking about That's, Okay, yeah. <laughs> I can go for forever on this stuff. Um, has, oh, since you've been writing, mm -hmm. did it help um, against bullying? It helped a lot. How so? so much. How so? Um, it's a little sad, but I had... I didn't have the typical imaginary friend that everyone had. Mm -hmm. Mine were characters that I created. So I would always, I think I might have in one of my old journals where I'm having text conversations with my old characters. Mm -hmm. And it would just be me writing their name and then what they said and then me responding to what they said. Right. 
So it was just sad young me saying, oh, like, something bad happened today. And then the character would respond and say, don't worry, you actually matter. Right. So it was me, I guess, my brain trying to, like, regulate how I was feeling and why nobody seemed to like me. And then being, like, creating someone that actually did like me. Mm -hmm. So, sounds really sad. Um, when you, uh, what I, one of the things I like about, you know, your energy and, and how you present yourself, being a, a writer and author, is that you seem to be the kind of person who um, is easy to know, easy to get along with, and you, you really take your experiences and you share them, and your, your, your method just so happens to be through writing. Is that a fair statement, would you say? I would say that's perfect. Yeah. So I tend to um, stick towards, it is writing, but it's like the fantasy side of it, because I, I, I guess I've never really been fond of real life. What's wrong with real life? It's the idea of we all experience it every day, and it's the idea of you can walk out your front door and it's a 50-50 shot of if you'll go back in or not. Right. And it's one of those things where in order to survive real life, suspending beliefs sometimes makes it more able to, like, more able to handle it. Like the idea, like you know, um, back in the day, people would say that God moved the sun in this direction because of I didn't do something right. Yeah, yeah. So it's sort of like that. It's basically saying, oh, it's snowing today because winter sneezed. Right. And it's better than saying, I'm so cold and I don't want to sit here and deal with it. Right. Um, what's wrong with society? Um, there's a lot wrong. Um, society sees people that are different, doesn't matter what you're different about, like being different colored skin, being, having a growth, or just an eye that's lower than the other one. Right. Society sees them as freaks, sees us as freaks. Like even just having um, a disability that people can't see, right. you're a freak. And, but the thing is, none of us are normal. So, but like, people look at you like you're strange because you wear something different. Right. Or people look at you like you're strange because you're in love with someone who you shouldn't be in, or you shouldn't be in love with. Um, has social media made that worse, or has it not had any effect on it at all? I think social media has made it worse for the one reason that it's everywhere. And it's just like, you can paint something and stick it on a wall and nobody will, like, the majority of the world won't see it. So you can put on your, your own hatred wherever you want. Mm -hmm. But social media, putting up your hatred there, the whole world is seeing that. Right. So it's just, it's just, I think it's made it worse because more people are seeing it and thus it's increasing it. Mm -hmm. So it's making it okay to be to disagree with people, or that sounds bad. It's making it okay to be a bad person. Right. Or to just be like, I don't tolerate you because you're different, and these people agree with me, thus I am correct. Um, it's, now, this doesn't apply to seasons, but as an author, uh, you may have an opinion of it. What's um, the censorship handle, that kind of thing? Would that make it better if those kind of 
ideas and voices and all that were silenced? What's your what's your opinion of the uh, censorship uh, and things like that? Oh, what's my opinion of it? Mm-hmm. So, um, I think it's gone overboard. I have to say, I think it's gone a little overboard, mm-hmm. but I do think some things do need to be censored. Right. So, like, I personally censor myself when writing. Like, I don't, like, like, in the current one, there is going to be, like, a little bit of um, blood and stuff, but it's not. Oh, yeah. When, when is, when's it drop? What's the date? <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, I don't agree with the whole, like, if you talk about. If you talk about something that society doesn't agree with, it shouldn't be put out. That I don't agree with. Right. Okay. So, like, even if it's, like, goes against whoever is at president at the time, or just if it goes against, like, a, a belief system, mm-hmm. it should still go out there because it's a, it's a view on it. Right. And sometimes seeing that view on it will make you stronger in your own beliefs. So it's it's more so strengthening who you are versus me saying, oh, I can't see that because I'm sheltered. Mm. So I feel like sheltering through censoring writing will end up blocking a lot of people from growing up. Right. What's the importance of censoring yourself? Um, and the way I do it, it's just so, um, the story can be told correctly, and they're not being blocked by what I say. So if it's like, I've started trying to find a way, because if my character is supposed to curse, of course they're going to curse. But I have it in a way where I don't want the person to read it and be like, because my mom does that. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So it's like mom and if your mom's reading it, too, yeah, exactly. for heaven's sakes, yeah. It's like, Mom, just read past that word. But the word is there. Right. It's like, Mom, grow up. So in order to get people like her to read it, mm-hmm. I still have curse words, but I get creative about it. Right. Or instead of saying, like, ass or whatever that, another bad word, as I say acid. Okay. Especially in this book, it's um, acid and God, instead of saying God, it's gray, because it's a color-related book. Aha, uh-huh. gotcha, right. So I've started flipping the curse words with um, colored words. That's pretty creative. So, I'm going to use, you. yeah, next time, you know what, I'm going to do that. Instead of calling people MF or I'm going to call them, I don't know, yellow boy or something like that. <laughs> yellow boy. Why are you calling me that? Like, don't worry, don't, mm-hmm. the other word is worse. Um, <laughs> exactly. Um, tell us about the uh, publishing process. What was it like getting this published? Uh, what difficult. Really? Okay. Yeah. Um, I think that's why a lot of people have a hard time doing it. Mm-hmm. But the publishing place I chose, which is Page Publishing, I can say it's both. It's like a mix of self and regular publishing. Okay. Because they did everything. But I had a, I had more of an opinion than I would have had if I went through tradi- traditional publishing. So, because I heard that with traditional publishing, you can't choose your own cover and all that. You can't? No, they choose for you. Like, in my school, I learned from a famous... He wrote Strangers. Okay. I learned from him, and he said that he didn't get to pick his covers. 
He said there's one cover he showed us that had a baby on it, and he's like, there is no baby in this entire book. <laughs> but for some reason, they wanted to put a crib on the front of this. Oh my god. So he's like, I had no choice on this one, so. For all you authors out there, that's something to think about, yeah. Don't write a cookbook and then they put books on your book. And like that. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Is that a dictionary? Shut up, you don't get to choose. <laughs> <laughs> um, how long did it take well, the whole process and everything like that? Like when you got the book done and submitting it and all that kind of stuff? Is that. Between getting it done to getting it published, I think it took about a year. Wow. So it took quite a while. Right. Um, which I was surprised because it was so short that I didn't think it would take that long. But. Um, I get it's I having now that I work in edit I like not editing and now that I work in um, publishing I know why it takes so long. Why? Because there's so many different cogs working in the background. There is um, there's like three editors that work on one project, and then they send it to another editor, and then they work on it again, and then they send it to the person to say, hey, is this okay? If not then what do you want us to put back in? And if not, then they have to get approval from everybody. So there's emails going back and forth. There's um, editors going over it a hundred times. And there's formatting. There's um, all the work that goes into making the covers. Mm -hmm. And not only that, but trying to pay the author. It's like trying to get all the information, trying to get the legal stuff together. It, it's a lot more busy than I thought. That's amazing. That's amazing. So you, you are the uh, you're the third author that we had on this show, and uh, and when I asked that question about like tell us about the publishing process, like I think each of you have been like, you know, to to go into it, just a detail like what it's like to actually do it. Uh, that's amazing. What do you want people to know about this book? Um, I want them to know that it is based on my love for the seasons. Like, um, if you like winter, you will love this book. And I wrote it because no one liked winter. It was one of those things where I was like, I want people to understand my love for winter. Right. And this was my attempt at making people understand my love for winter. So I want them to know that um, just because it's cold outside doesn't mean you have to like sit inside and like shrivel up. Right. Like, actually go out there and enjoy life. You can still live. You can still live and enjoy life. What's the best part about winter? The snow. <laughs> I love the snow. I love being in it. I love walking through it. I love driving through it, even though people think I'm crazy. But, like, I've... Um, back then, I got hot so easily. So when I started writing it, mm -hmm. I got hot so easily. So winter was, of course, my favorite, because I could actually walk outside and not be sweating every five seconds. Right. Um, I have to admit, there's nothing prettier in any of the seasons as winter when the snow is fresh and like the trees are barren, no leaves, but then everything's covered in snow. So it's just like a snow winter land of mm -hmm. just foresty. That's, and it's like glittery. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Like if you did this, the way the light hits it, it's so beautiful. Yeah, like a 7.03 a.m. kind of sunlight, mm -hmm. like bing, right Exactly. Through. Yeah, it is nice. Mm -hmm. um, that's actually one of the things I like about watching like Animal Planet and shit. It's not just seeing the wolf eat the fox. Like, it's like the whole, you know, they bounce in the snow and then they disappear underneath it and then they mm -hmm. come back up. It's a creative way of like, they basically are like swimming. Exactly. Oh. Yep. Um, 
we are in winter now. Mm -hmm. uh, there's no snow on the ground. It's also the only season where the majority of the people are happy because of all the different, like the holiday, 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 holiday. How it's just like round, one right after the other. It's the only season that really has the bing, 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 bing like that. That's an interesting fact. I didn't, I didn't even realize. You're right. Yeah. So. You got whammer after whammer in the winter mm -hmm. season. That's right. And then New Year's hits, winter still. Right. And everyone's like, yay, drinking. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. hugging each other, just having a good old time. Yep. Um, for all of you people out there who like champagne. Mm -hmm popping your champagne and the snow on the ground and then getting your drinks, that's a lot mm -hmm. of fun. That's a lot of fun. I used to live downtown and I had a couple of New Year's Eves like outside. Mm -hmm. Nice, when there was snow on the ground. This was one thing I tried to put in the book was the feeling of being outside for a long time and like the tingle you get on your skin. Yeah. And then walking inside and then how your whole body just feels like it's been hugged. Yeah, as it like slowly kind of yeah. moves through you and everything. Um, see, you know, I, I wear glasses. Like when I come back in, like I have, you know, I can't see immediately because mm -hmm. they fog up. That sucks so bad, but I, I do. I do know what you mean. I love winter time I'm too. I'm sorry about that. Yeah, problems with four eyes. Uh, <laughs> you are listening to Good Morning Aurora, second largest city's first daily news podcast. We're glad to be joined by author Shauna Eccles. Um, so we've got another book coming out that you're working on. Um, when are you? When do you think that'll be out? It'll most likely be out next year. Okay. So maybe at the end, maybe winter next year. The, considering the fact that it takes so long for one, I'm almost done writing it. Right. And then I have to go through the long process of getting it published again. So. The long process of getting it published. Yeah, so maybe a year, maybe a year or two, depending on the publishing process. Um, how can people contact you and find out about you? And I have a blog okay. that I can um, send to you if you would like. All right, um, shout it out here too. Oh, shaunaecclesauthor.com. Okay. It is a blog where I write shorts. Or I've write, written tales that I'm not going to publish. Okay. That I put up every every week, once a once a week, and I have an Instagram, which is also Shauna Eccles author. Okay. And I uh, again, I put this like I put a snippet on the Instagram, and then the full story is on my website. Oh, you got the gram? Okay, got hot on the gram. All right, <laughs> all right, yeah, go Instagram, um, and Facebook. I'm about to get off of Facebook. Okay. So just I don't I haven't been seeing anybody actually using it. So. Okay. But I have a Sean Eccles author on Facebook too. Okay. But we'll see how long that's on there. All right. Getting off Facebook and just gonna be doing the blogging and the gram and. Yeah, just gonna be using it. Instagram because um, uh, Facebook hasn't really been getting anybody, so no one's reading it on there. Right. So. Um. Who are some of your, um, what, do you want to get any shout outs at the moment? Um, the only person I would like to shout out, I'm not sure if she would like me to, but um, I would like to do my favorite Instagram, I think it's called, my favorite 
fashion blogger. Yeah. Your favorite fashion blogger. Yeah. yeah, Ariel. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out. Which I love her choice in name because you mm -hmm. can't say without saying she's your favorite. Right. So <laughs> I love it. Yeah, um, she's really cool. She's a great person. So yeah. I'm, I'm lucky to know her in, in person. Very so. cool. Um, when you so Treadwell, we just we just talked about that, but like when you are writing and you do have time to like um, step away from the desk, what's that like? And how often? How long do you? Right, like, what's it like? How long do I write? Mm -hmm. Non-stop or just in general? Like, in general? Um, maybe six hours a day. Damn. If I'm not working. And is it like in the movies, like you got a typewriter right by the window <laughs> and ding, arr. It is the modern term, modern form of that. <laughs> I wish I could ding, but. <laughs> But it's more of just type, 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 and as the sheet just goes down. Mm -hmm. So. Damn. Are you a fast typer? I am faster than I used to be. The problem is I do type pretty fast, but it, the problem is if I type too fast, then the dot isn't on the paper. I think slower than I type. Gotcha. So I can type it all out, and it'll be trash. <laughs> so it's like, wait. So I'll type something, and then wait a second, let my brain think, and then I go, okay, and then I'll type that out and wait a second. Mm -hmm. So there's been times where I'll be, where I will type out something and just get be going, 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 and going, and then I go okay, and then I hit like a like I hit a wall, where my brain is going oh, now I'm done. Is that what's called the infamous writer's block? No, I have had the writer's block, and that is agonizing. What is writer's block for those who don't know? Writer's block is when your brain, for several days, maybe even longer. I've had it for weeks, where your brain just refuses to do anything creative. Anything, really. So it's the, it's typically around this time, too, where my brain just says no. And it's like, well, I need to write this for my blog. No. It's like, I don't care. No. Mm -hmm. There's no more thoughts coming into your brain right now. Ooh. And it happens during your favorite season in winter? Yeah. It's, be very frustrating. it's like the end of winter. I'm like, dang, it. Oh, my goodness. It's got to be super frustrating. Yeah. Um, one thing that I would like to let you know about the book is that when it comes to the character names, specifically, I know the next one's about color, mm -hmm. okay? Just keep up the good work. Because you, you got some whammers in this book. Like, Winter Ferris alone, that name is so cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I... And I it makes me think of like an an edgy hip kind of Wolf of Wall Street Winter Ferris. Like it's very cool. It's a it's a it's it's a great name. It's a great name. So please keep keep that going. Like you're a good writer. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you really are. And it was really cool to see um, before I met you walking into Treadwell mm -hmm. and seeing your book. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I'm always peeping things like that. Okay. You know, I was trying to get it out there a little bit more, so I put it on display and tried. Well, they let me, mm -hmm. so I was like, okay. Right. So I put it on display, and I was trying to. I was hoping people would just pick it up. Oh. Yeah. Well, I did. <laughs> it's a good book. Oh, thank you. Yep. Um, so the show ends on a positive note. Um, what would you like to? What's your message today for the people of Aurora as they go into the week? 
For the people of Aurora in general, and I, guess, I would like to say for people in general. Would to be, means. Would to be, be more tolerant of people that are different. It doesn't matter what they're different about. So even if they look similar to you, but there's something that's off about, it doesn't matter what they're, what's off about them. They're still a person. Right. So just treat people like human beings that right. we all are. If they're bald, don't make fun of them. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> if they got glasses. That fog up when they go inside, don't make fun of them. Yeah. Um, one more time for the, for the viewers. Bam. Seasons. Um, so this was a great this was a great interview. I appreciate sitting down with you. Chopping oh, it up. You. Yeah. Um, so on behalf of the Second Largest City's First Daily News Podcast, this was a great episode with Shauna Eccles. We really appreciate you very much. Thank you for having me. And we wish you the very best success in the new book. Thank you. All right. And on behalf of us to you, peace.